everybody, it's that time again. I'm Aludra, over here is Ben, and we are camping in our box fort. I don't know what I'm... Like, it started yeah. turning into Mortal Kombat there, and I'm like... It really no, did, that's, and I was that's like, That's definitely wait. not this show. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not our vibe, no. everyone. No. You know, we have done this. This is our 40th episode. You'd think I'd know how to introduce the show, well, but we, I've we never don't have figured a set it way. out. That's why. And, no. And you we, know what? I realized the only thing from Mortal Kombat that we would do would be friendships. Just friendship. Yes. Friendship. Friendship. Yep. Gosh, Mortal Kombat my, 2 was great. You can't have my toy. That's fine. I got my own. Yeah, good. Mm. So, Ben, I'm Aludra. In case you miss it, my co host here is Ben. Yes. He is wonderful and awesome and great in so many ways. Oh, well, thank you. And fun to hang out with. And that's pretty much this, what the show's about is just hanging out. So, thanks for joining us and I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, well, but, we but first, more. we got to talk about more things, Ben, because no. Okay. I'm not here for four seconds. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay. So. Gosh, I think we need to immediately jump into our shared topic that we have because we're both yes. actually like kind of really passionate about something that's not exactly new, but is new to us. Yes, yes. And it's not our D&D game, guys. So don't be like hitting fast forward just yet. <laughs> no, although <laughs> it it can it's involve a D&D, D&D adjacent. OK, it, it but... can be. Some of it is. Yeah. yeah. So anyways. Yeah. Um. OK, so. If you don't know, forever ago, there was this YouTube channel called College Humor, and it was a company, and they would make skits and do a whole bunch of stuff, and it was funny, uh, and sometimes it was hit and miss. It really depends. Um, I actually no, really ones, enjoyed a lot of The ones with the CEO freaking out over various, like, various <laughs> yes. CEOs. Like, I just found the one about the Tide CEO, and I'm like, how did I miss <laughs> With the Tide Pods? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, no, 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 it's not just Tide Pods. It's like... <laughs> you understand why we can't call this a tied EpiPen, right? Right? Like EpiPen. Well, the proceeds go to the uh, to help with the the pandemic. Yeah. And it's a it's a tied pen to get the stains out. Yeah. But you can understand why we can't call it an EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> All their products are like pill form now, Tide soap in pill form and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. it doesn't matter who said you could have, you could eat soap. You can't eat soap. You can't inject bleach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they've had a ton of different things that have been great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just one, like the, the CEO stuff. Um Yeah. There's a ton of different, you know, types of skits and stuff that they've done. Um, gosh, the Oreo CEO was great. The Skype one was great at the very beginning of, of the pandemic. That was way too good. Um, I think that's where you can find the the Batman series. Like, did you ever see any of those where it's Batman, like from the, the Christopher oh, Nolan movies? Yes, but yes, he's yes. like just really kind of dumb, <laughs> which was yeah. great. Um, yeah, so just tons of just stupid stuff that is, you know, very, very funny. Uh, if Google was a guy, that is a pretty one, good one, if too. Google was a guy is actually my favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, Honest Camping was good. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see the Honest College Tour. Sorry, I just did well, a, anyways, a quick search. So, yeah, lot, lots of so, fun stuff. Yes, college humor is awesome. And so, what they did is they actually have their own 
streaming service. And I, I'm, I'm going to admit, guys, I was so upset when I found this out. Another streaming service. Another thing to pay for. <laughs> I, I didn't have, I don't really have money for this sort of thing. So any, any streaming service or anything, it's, it's actually kind of a big deal to, to pay for a new service. Now it's only five bucks. So it's not like they're asking the moon. They're asking me for five bucks. And, but I'm sure as a lot of our listeners know, sometimes money is particularly tight and five yeah. bucks is a lot. So exactly. I got the five bucks together and I got this thing and holy cow, I was not prepared. First off, Ben, for how much they have on dropout <laughs> TV, which is the name of the service, which I just realized I didn't say dropout TV yeah. is where college humor went. Which, by the way, we're not sponsored by them or anything. Just we've got to throw that out there. We just we would really love like this to be. Hey, and if you're ever looking for somebody in your D and D games, me and Ben, oh, we're yeah. always free. Oh, well, we will make time. Not we will make free, time. But yeah, we'll make time. Yeah. So, uh, they have. Okay, first off, they do stream D and D games, which is how I got led to them. Mm-hmm. Is because I started watching Fantasy High at Ben's <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> And midway through season two, they stopped uploading to YouTube. Just because this stuff's been out for like a while and they're doing like an episode a week of stuff to YouTube. So you can still see some of the stuff. Like, in fact, I found Mm -hmm. the first season on YouTube. That's how I watched it all. And then I'm like, oh, I need more. So that's why I ended up subscribing. So Fantasy High. Same. Is. Fantasy High is so great. (laughs) It's a Dean John Hughes high school. Yeah. But it's, you know, set in a fantasy world. And the idea is that the classes are like, you know, I'm a barbarian, so I'm taking barbarian classes or I'm a I'm a ranger, so I'm taking ranger classes. And it is just crazy. The the stuff that comes up and like the the story that the the DM uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan made, like is fun. Like the entire world is good. He's an amazing. He just seems like such a sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Person Brennan Lee Mulligan. Oh, my gosh. Like. I want to give him a cake. I just, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Or pie, if he likes pie better. But yeah. it, this it, is the thing. I, I want to give him baked goods because he's such a wholesome, nice person. And he's often the CEO from my favorite college humor skits. So yeah, those are exactly. fun. But it, and it's funny, too, because like you can see like how much love he puts into his stories and his world and everything. Just like if you want to talk about a a, a great dm he is there and it rolls with everything that's thrown at him and even the most ridiculous things that that have thrown his game off entirely mm-hmm. like yeah, um, he supports i forget it. what the context was but at the end he's like okay we're doing this now and, and you you can see the wheels turning in his head as he tries to recalibrate what he thought the game was going to be to where it's going, and, and he, he needs to come up with up rules fast too, so fast. But but there's like this five seconds where he's like, okay, and then it all clicks, and suddenly you're in this new creative thing, and that you didn't expect to be in. But he has very set. He suddenly has rules that make sense, and you mm-hmm. can't do this, and you can't do that. What I really enjoy about watching him DM is he's so fast and loose with it, too, guys. Like, people are like, mid-battle, can I have a perception check? Yes, this will not take one of your actions. This is not your entire turn. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, people, like, unintentionally getting extra bonus actions and stuff. But, (laughs) But it's always for rule of cool. And it's like, okay. He's like... 
All right, well, you can only have a bonus action or or a dash action. Well, I just wanted to dash up and hit him. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess we could do that. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of loose with some of the rules and stuff, but... Like, yeah, which the, is the, great. The, the big thing is, is just the characters that he encompasses and the storytelling mm-hmm. that he has and everything. I'm just so impressed by it. Like, yeah, there's so many memorable characters that like you fall in love with even, even some of the worst crappy characters, you fall in love with them. Um, like, you know, certain dads who are maybe stepdads. That is, that is the <laughs> best character. In, that is the best NPC in the game. The lunch lad. Fight you for it. Yes. You need to watch season two and see what's going on there. Oh, I can't because, wait. I'm, I'm looking forward because to Because it's awesome. And... And it's great. And do not discalier in, in especially. Oh man, Minion Two. Here's your discalier. It'll be on. Oh no, he's great. Absolutely yeah. great. That I'm wholeheartedly saying I love this character in a way I never thought that I would. It's so I amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. I went and um, so I've been watching their new series, The Seven, which mm-hmm. takes place fantasy high adjacent. And these these characters have already been kind of introduced, but not really. So it's really interesting to see uh, players actually act them out and give them whole new spins from what has been considered, you know, who they are and what they are. And so I was messing around on the wiki just to see if there's some stuff, because sometimes people tweet things and I miss them because I'm not on Twitter all the time, in spite of how it may look. And... uh Galir specifically is already a notable NPC, even though he has not yet appeared in the show. It's just the fans are saying Galir better matter in this one. <laughs> he better matter in everything because he's just yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah. He is great, man. Best quote. Normal people win. Oh, never mind. I don't want to spoil anything yeah. for you. <laughs> um, so... The reason that that I haven't watched Fantasy High is that there's a ton of other stuff on there. So um, much as well. stuff, you guys. Like I, I started watching a uh, it, it's another tabletop RPG. It's not actually a, a D20 based like D&D, uh, but it's mm-hmm. Misfits and Magic. And mm-hmm. um, so if you've watched Critical Role, they've recently had Exandria Unlimited. Well, Abria, the DM from that is actually DMing this. And, oh, she's so gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's so like as a person and then 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 the way she looks, of course, but as a person, she's so mm-hmm. gorgeous. And, and I just I love her and perfect. her energy. Absolutely perfect she's as in a the DM seven. for this game. And oh, that's awesome. Um but, yeah. but in Misfits and Magic, it, the idea behind this one is that it is like essentially the world of Harry Potter, but it's mm-hmm. it's not Harry Potter, you know, everything's named differently and stuff. It's like if if that actually existed in the world. And then four American kids were like exchange students in a new program, except they came in as six years and they've never had magic in their lives at all. And it <gasps> is absolutely that is... hysterical. Oh, I've been watching Pirates of the Leviathan because me and Minion 2 are actually watching uh, Fantasy High. Mm-hmm. And this is like the last big thing we're doing before they move out and so we've been watching an episode in the evening and just really bonding and laughing over this stuff and it's been great so i i want to watch more 
But, you know, they're only up for an episode a day, which is entirely reasonable. Yeah, they're like two Guys, hours. Entirely, yeah, it's entirely reasonable. But to stop myself watching ahead, I started watching fantasy high adjacent things. And so what I'm really into right now is Pirates of the Leviathan, which is the Leviathan is a giant pirate ship that is made of other salvaged pirate ships that the Leviathan has destroyed. And it is this now massive pirate town. With all of this crazy stuff, and and there's so many cool people, like Matthew Mercer's a rat man in this one, and Marisha <laughs> Ray is a parakeet, Eric Croca, and that, oh, I, I forget their names because I'm so excited about it, and everything's mm-hmm. jumbling in my head all at once, but the, everybody playing is so cool and so neat. They've got this this cool guy, you said his name earlier. Um, Brennan? He, no, no, not Brennan. He's the DM. Yeah, I was uh, the, say. the but he's playing like this cat person who who hates water who who's having a fling with like a uh, 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 half like a mer person but she's not fish she's more like the bottom is a snake oh and, okay like like yeah, a, a, so- a ma- shoot like a medusa like a gorgon kind of thing yeah kind of kind of but She's bald and, and her bottom is, part of her body is a snake and she lives underwater. And I'm like, that's an interesting relationship dynamic. You hate water and she lives in it. But hey, you guys are friends. And and there's this adorable little gnome and it's just so cute and so fun. And it's like all kinds of people living on the Leviathan. Oh, a place B. Dave that- Walters. That's who. B. Dave Walters. Yes, he's playing like this cool, slick cat guy who's like, I'm a horrible person. And then you find out, not really, but <laughs> but that's the that's the energy he really gives off. Oh, and that's stuff. great. Yeah, just yeah. looking at this cast list, they've got some really great people. Uh and and I'm gonna totally name drop, but B. Dave Walters was a guest on Dean Discussions. Yes, and that was really a great episode. Really cool. And I'm very jealous. And <laughs> he was a he's just such a neat person. Mm-hmm. Just all around yeah. and then yeah. An- another really good one i started watching i haven't fully watched yet is um escape from the blood keep that's essentially uh lord of the rings return of the king but the very end and it's from the bad guy's perspective so oh, like yes, it's, yes, yeah, I've heard. It, yeah it starts off yeah. like right when the the macguffin of this evil doer or whatever is destroyed mm-hmm. and then everything just starts going to crap and i saw the first episode of that and i'm like oh that's really good too um, there's also Mice and Murder. Um, I'm actually looking forward to starting Crown of Candy, which I think yes. is going to be the one after. It looks like Candyland gone hysterical. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Like dark Candyland, you guys. It's And then, yeah, there's just so much good content on here. And yeah. then if That's it's just like, the tabletop oh, I... stuff. Yeah, this is just tabletop. They've got music uh, yeah, shows got... and cartoons and... I've got two other shows that I absolutely adore. Um, mm-hmm. First one's called Game Changer. It's a game show. And yes, I just saw an episode yes. of that. It was so good. It, it's it's <laughs> the best game show in the world because the rules in the game change in every episode. Yeah, and, absolutely. Every episode. And, and I the, just caught my yeah, first one. The, the, the contestants have no idea what it is. Like they start the show. And they have to figure it out what it is, you know, what the rules yeah, actually that's are. The game show is figuring out what the rules are and what game you're actually playing. Yeah. I saw one with a lie detector. That one was and amazing. If, 
every time they said a lie, the button beeped. And what they didn't know is their significant others were in the back controlling, yeah, controlling it. it. <laughs> they didn't have lie detector technology. Nobody was hooked up to anything. They just say a phrase like, I like purple. And then it'd go, meh. And oh, be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it, yeah, that was really good. Um, I, the thing is, I don't want to... Uh, say any more about any of those because like so much of the 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 content is just what is the actual game show um Mm -hmm. but i gotta say um um actually is a gem it is something i've absolutely fallen in love with it is another game show and this is hit and miss for me little hit and miss well part of it is because of what they kind of cover um yeah and i just like it because i get most of them right so that's a big reason why I like it. But so the, yeah. the idea is, is that, um, you know, what nerds like to do is, you know, they love their fandoms, but even more so they love correcting people. So what happens is, is the host, uh, Mike Trapp, he'll read a statement and then one of the people buzz in. They have to say, um, actually, and then say what the thing is wrong in that statement. Like, um, mm-hmm. like one of the statements might be. In uh, Back to the Future, Doc Brown invented a time machine made out of a DeLorean. And when it goes 77 miles per hour, it travels through time. And then you'd buzz in and bing. Um, actually, it's 88 miles per hour. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get the point and stuff. And then there's like shiny questions, which those are actually really interesting sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like, I think you saw the one with Matt Mercer. When yes, it was, I that, did. It's one round of combat in D&D. And they had to find as many things wrong with it as possible. So they read out this entire long chain of things that happened. And he found something like 21 things that were wrong. 22 things wrong. And (laughs) which it's so funny because I picked up immediately where where he's like, and this is a silvered weapon, which it's not a silvered weapon, which I believe is doesn't hurt this guy. And they were like, I heard Brennan Lee Mulligan (laughs) off camera going, he's right. Like he had to look that up on the fly because he he found more things wrong with it than they had intended. Yeah. And it was like And yeah, it was splitting hairs, but you know what? That's the point of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I've seen I've seen stuff about Lord of the Rings on there. Yeah, they've and got X-Men. I was sitting there like, no, that's not right. Tons and tons comic of comic books. Marvel comic books. I was like, no. Yeah, they get into no. different types of anime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the big ones like Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, of course. They, they've gone so far as they had, uh, if I remember correctly, they had like a last Starfighter question at one point. <gasps> um, oh my God, we've been looking for that movie. Oh, it's great. It's always checked out at our library and we just want to see it again. Best thing, I randomly found it for like five bucks on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, you. So good. You're so lucky. But um, yeah, anyway, so like they had something on that. I, I mean, We've been talking about this for a while now, but we both we like Dropout TV. Just hands down, mm-hmm. we subscribe. Worth the five bucks a month. The yeah. first episode I was able to see on um, it was season two of Fantasy High. The first episode we saw after the YouTube cutoff, we 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 both agreed. Me and Minion Two. That alone was worth the price of nice. entry. Just the one episode, and we have seen so many more episodes. Yeah, like like seriously, so much content. Um. I will say there there's a show on here. I, I'll talk about it because it's it starts getting kind of rough. Uh, it's mm-hmm. called, um, I, I believe, uh, Total Forgiveness. I got to double check the, the 
dropout tv i gotta uh, double check the title but i'm pretty sure it's called total forgiveness and yeah mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> grant o'hara or sorry grant o'brien and uh ali beardsley basically have a concept of the show because they're both in massive student debt so the idea oh. is is that they're gonna essentially challenge each other to do something and the show will pay if they you know go through with the thing the show will pay off you know some of their debt like they'll be able to get money and it scales up to like these just crazy challenges over the course of this show it gets hard to watch with some of the stuff they have to do so like really? hands down careful um but yeah it's <laughs> like by the end of it it's like you know they almost get to the point where it's like, oh, we don't know if we can be friends anymore because of the stuff that they're coming up with each other for them to do and everything. Oh, that's that's rough, dude. Yeah, they. I mean, they they totally end up definitely be still becoming friends at the end and and stuff like that. But like, mm-hmm. let me put it this way: like Grant thinks he's coming up with all these horrible things, and like, yeah, some of them kind of suck. But Allie is just merciless with the things that she comes up for him and yeah they scale pretty well too but i mean oof i'll just i'll just say that just oof yeah sounds rough yeah i'll tell you about some of the stuff later on okay yeah anyways but this is a streaming service we have found guys we're having fun there uh check it out if you liked college humor or you like tabletop streaming Mm -hmm. because it's been a lot of fun for us and I mean, at this stage of staying home and doing all you can to stay home, we're out of a lot of stuff. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, uh, I look at Netflix and I'm like, the Great British Baking Show is great, but how many times can I really watch it again? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, this is just something that's it's it's so much of it is just pure comedy. Mm-hmm. It's what they're going for. It's fun stuff. Yeah, it really is. So check it out if you feel like you've gone through everything you can go through. Okay, I'm just scrolling down and I see something called Dinosaur Office. Yes, Dinosaur Office is puppets. <laughs> it's a show about These puppets. relatable average Joes work for a stupid boss in a stupid office and hate their stupid jobs, just like you, but animated and also dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to check that one out too. <laughs> Add to my list. Anyways, okay. Dropout TV. Recommended. We both really like it. Yes, we are. We're having a lot of fun in it, and uh, we hope you find something there you'd like, too. Yeah. Speaking of uh, things that we like, uh, other than Dropout, what else have you been doing? Because I I know that with all the wonderful content that they have, um, (laughs) there's still extra time in the world. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like I said, my son is like, oh, no, I'm only up for one episode a day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that is a valid. OK, so a new game came out and I've already beaten it and it's called Boyfriend Dungeon. OK, I know absolutely nothing about this, so I am actually excited to hear about it. OK, this is a dating sim dungeon crawler. OK, OK. <laughs> Where you go to a beach city and you've apparently never had any dates before so your cousin spends his time hooking you up okay with uh his friends and stuff and in this world people not everybody but a lot of them can randomly turn into swords and weapons which is a good thing because sometimes dungeons spawn 
And when oh. dungeons spawn, you have to go in and defeat them. And that's that's a very valid career choice. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So, you know, you kill you kill things and they spawn around the wielder, which is a person who wields the weapons, not turns into them. Um, their greatest psychological fears. Now, don't worry. There's no quiz. It doesn't like get into what are you really afraid of as a person? Oh, good. No, so it's not going to be like, like that. I'm scared of spiders. And then the first dungeon just full of spiders. Well, there are spider-like creatures. But in it's there. not because I told it that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just uh, old grandma foam on spider legs because you have a fear of change, it turns out. Oh. And your fear of change manifests in old technology for reasons <laughs> I just can't put whatever. No, that totally so, makes sense. Yeah, changing, uh, updating, upgrading into new technology. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. So it's really fun and it's really dorky. Like there are, it's so adorable in some places and I love it because you actually go on quote unquote dates and you give mm -hmm. them gifts and you know, they're in every dungeon floor. There is a spot for you to take a break and chat with the weapon you're wielding. <laughs> they all have very distinct personalities. Oh, uh, like okay. there's one guy. There's one guy, everybody tells you, this guy is super fickle. He never sticks with anybody for long. He's just a player, and he's always been that way. You can't change him. And you know what? Guys, you can't. It's literally in the game. He he dumps you. That like, I'm it actually matter. glad about. Yeah, right? I, I, I like it. I was like, I'm dating everybody. I'm here for this. You're going to break my heart. Fine. But I know what I'm getting into. Your best friend has worn me off him. My my cousin has gone. Ah, that guy. You know, he's kind <laughs> of a player, right? You know, it's just like the whole deal. So it's like, oh, okay. And then in the end, you don't change him at all. Good. And people are really upset about this, too. But I'm like, but no. But that's not how life works. Getting into. No. He was like, and he dumps you in a really sweet way. He's like, um... He's like, hey, you deserve way better than me. You know, you just, you really do. I can't give you what it is you deserve. So I'm dumping you. And it's, it's like, like, oh. The okay. nice version of it's not you, it's me. Yeah. It's just like, no, literally, it's all me. <laughs> it's always been all me. So like, um, as people turn into weaponry and stuff, if you're having your conversations mm -hmm. with them, do you get like more damage and things? Like if you yes. know, up your relationship, the more with them? dates and the more relationships you unlock, like tuck and rolls and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, the timing on this will be more forgiving or you will do more damage or suddenly a black hole will open up when you're swinging your weapon and you hit this combo, right? And Everything will be sucked into it, and then you can power up the black hole. It'll have lightning, or it'll last longer. You know, there's little trees and things you can mm -hmm. take to up your playstyle. The the guy who uh, I he's like Mister Long Term. He doesn't jump into anything. He's like <laughs> a savvy businessman, really cool voice and stuff. I was the worst with that weapon. Oh my god, I just. I just wanted to date the guy, but, you know, you got to build up that relationship. Just like and real it life. Was just, and it was so difficult because I sucked with the sword. He's a rapier. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, he's a businessman. He has a tough relationship with his parents. And, well, his mother's not, no longer with them. Oh. And, yeah, and his father's just like, nothing you ever do will impress me. And he's, like, working for, 
you know, income equality and helping the community and he's really romantic and sweet. I can't use a rapier for the life of me, it turns out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that sucks. There's a laser saber because it can't be a lightsaber. No, no, no. no, no. And he's he's a, a guy from a Korean K-pop band. <laughs> he's really cool and then they're the ones i didn't really quite like like um there's a person yeah yeah there's a person and they're still in college this is obviously meant for the younger players but Mm -hmm. i romanced everybody because there's just friends options but okay that's good yeah but i was like no i want to see this part of the game first and then maybe on a replay I'll, i'll just be friends with everybody and Okay, so they're college students, so they're younger than everybody, and they're really flighty and kind of bubble-headed, and it's like, okay, that can be cute. And they they don't know how to cook, so they're a college co- person who doesn't know how to cook, and they're like, can you teach me? And it's like, okay, this is just... <laughs> uh, and like, then... I didn't want to get into this, and the, okay... No, but it's like, I feel more like mommy... Yeah. And then they call you to bail them out of some problem they're having with a professor at school. Oh. And so you got a like parent teacher conference and I was just like No, that's no. I don't like this at all. It just feels wrong. It feels like I'm doing something wrong, but if you're a younger player, this could totally be right up your alley because you could say you're a college student too and for all the player probably mm-hmm. is. But I was just like, no, I don't like this. I really liked Mr. BTS, though. Um, <laughs> the laser saber. And then there's a scythe. And then if you just don't want to romance anybody, there's literally a pair of brass knuckles and they're a cat. Oh, nice. So you make friends with a cat. You like don't even meet their owner. You just make <laughs> It's not even cat. your cat. It's not even your cat. You find him on the street and he likes you. And then you find out he's brass knuckles. But, okay, so the overarching plot is these people who turn into weapons are being kidnapped. Oh, that's not good. And when you find them in these dungeons, they're damaged. And they like have no real memory. Life. What, they have no memory of what happened, how they got there, or anything. And so you're solving this mystery while also dating them. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and there's the a really creepy guy. And he's your first date, so of course this is wonderful. And it's like, oh, look at that. I have found the guy who clings too hard on nothing and calls you my princess and my queen way too early. Oh. And he's he's essentially love bombing you and stuff. And hats off to the writers and even the voice actor, because within like five words, my red flag alarms were going off and I did not know why. And then he's like, maybe we, he's a blacksmith. So he's like, maybe we should go to my forge. And you're like, is that an innuendo? He's like, no, I just want to show you where I work. And then you go there and he starts spouting stuff that kind of aligns with racial purity and stuff. And you're like, yeah. Cause he's like, ugh, you can't get a sword person to hang out in a display case all day. And you're just kind of like, well, no, they're 
people and he's just like yeah exactly i don't need emotional baggage with my weapons i'm like oh no i don't need any of this stuff with you so you just kind of back away and try and disengage yeah but but i kind of like that not everybody is for you in this game too because a Mm -hmm. lot of time in these dating sim games and you can build up quite the harem and they're all just so likable yeah and (laughs) even the tough guys are like i mean to everybody but you because you know player fantasy or whatever but no the fact that you get dumped and there's a creepy dude i really liked all that i like the fact that you know the college student wasn't for me there was somebody who, if I were, you know, younger me would have thought is totally ideal person. You know, it's it's really cute. It's really fun. It's pretty short, too. And uh, I like the warnings they put up, you know, stuff like, hey, there's stalking in this game. Don't. That's good. If you don't like it, you know, just be aware and you might have to take breaks or decide that this game's not for you. And it's like, yeah, that is cool. I wish but a lot more things did that. I do too. And then they got in trouble. You under you undersold how bad this storyline is. And it's like Well, they put the warnings on there. They put the warning there, but they were like, okay, fair enough. We will reword the warning. And so they did. And now people are like, we should be able to opt out of the plot. And it's like, you can't opt out of the plot of the game. Maybe this isn't the game for you. Yeah. So that man. That I just because I was uncomfortable with I ended up dating a college student who needed a mommy more than they needed a <laughs> girlfriend um doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean she needs they need to be erased it means yeah. that the problem was this content not everything is for everybody dang it <laughs> you know perfect example so i've been going through kind of going through uh you know some of my backlog of games since i I haven't really been jumping into mmos lately um Mm because you know sometimes you need that big break or sometimes horrible things happen and you want to take those breaks anyways so yeah um you i I went through um i I finished detroit become human which i'll talk about that a little bit later what relates though is that i've been finally jumping into the last of us 2 so the original last of us fantastic game like story driven great it is a very low game in like the the feels like you mm-hmm. you don't feel good through a lot of that game but the story is really good the play control is really good like naughty dog tells a very compelling story with it but again it's not like happy ending for everybody ha 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 no the world's still crap by the end of the game mm-hmm. so last of us 2 i went into it knowing that it's not going to be good just based off of tiny little bits that I kind of saw here or there. Um, So I started this like a really long time ago, pretty much near the pandemic uh, when that started. And I decided, Hey, I don't want to play this right now because it's lighting up a little too much with the world for me. Yeah. Um, So, you know, totally valid. Oh yeah, definitely. So I have friends who will not play the pandemic board game right now. No, I don't want to either. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so last of us two, I'm like, okay, backlog, going to jump in, you know, got through the beginning again through, I mean, it's, it starts out horribly mm-hmm. and I'm um, going through and, you know, kind of dealing with this, dealing with the whole thing, going on a journey right. and stuff. And again, Naughty Dog does an amazing time, like with this game, like 
the voice acting, the motion capture, everything is just top notch. It is gorgeous. I'm totally into the story. I'm really enjoying it. But every single time I get to a new area, I'm like, oh, God, what bad thing is going to happen? And like, so I'm kind of dealing with that through a lot of this and stuff. So it's like it it's not added stress to my life. I'm like kind of using it. It's slightly cathartic because I'm able to overcome this stuff. Yeah, definitely. But then I get to a point, And this was very recent because I stopped playing after I got through this section. Um, I, I'm going into this town and these people are hunting me for reasons. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it in case people want to play it because you know, it took me so long. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else. Yeah. But I will say that then they have dogs with them and the dogs can track you by smell. And when they find you, the dogs attack. And how do you stop a dog attacking you in a video game? Oh, no. So. Oh, no. So I you, you throw a cat at them, and that's even worse somehow. Yeah, so I'm having a, a hard ah. time consolidating that I'm gonna have to keep doing this. Like it might just be a section of the game. It might barely be in it. I don't know, but it's something that I don't enjoy ever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I was honestly at the point where I'm like, I don't know if I can play this game anymore, and I'm kind of going back and forth on this because. Again, the storytelling, the voice, like everything is so good, even mm-hmm. though it's like so bad, but so good. So I, I've i decided that, you know what? It's just a game mechanic. It's not actually real. I can deal with this. I mean, I've had to, um, you know, deal with dogs in like other games before, but yeah, because of but, but then, like Silent Hill, they're not dogs. They're like yeah. lizard hybrid things. Exactly. Or like in Metal Gear. Um, there's wolves, but it's like so far away that you can't really super see it too well and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. this, they're right there. And yeah. so, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of deal with it. If it gets too much, I'll just stop playing for a while. Yeah. Or if it gets too much overall, I have the ability to stop completely and that's okay. But again, it's just, this is one of those games that I want to experience and I don't want to just jump on the wiki just to find out what happens. Yeah, exactly. But, oh God. Yeah. But yeah, that that's again, really rough. And Naughty Dog, you're just too good at making games sometimes. So mm-hmm. stop in some ways because <laughs> I don't need to, to, to have to deal with dogs. I don't need the emotional trauma. Turn them into giant lizard dog things, please. Yeah, I don't need the first 10 minutes of John Wick every single time I get into a new area. Oh, God. Right. Oh, yeah. I just saw those r- movies like during the last year and a half. Although I still haven't seen the third one. I own all three of them and I still haven't watched the third one yet. Well, I saw the first two. I don't think I've seen the third or I'm just not remembering that I saw it. Ooh, man, that that whole movie is a big none of this needed to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Rob the guy, but leave the dog like shut the dog in a closet. It's a puppy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I now don't get me wrong i'm not happy that it happened to the i mean again it's a movie didn't actually happen but i'm not happy mm-hmm. that it happened to this dog but i understand exactly what he's going through and i would do the same thing oh my god it's it's so much worse than just losing his dog because that dog was, was a representation so of more. moving forward from uh-huh. his wife and yeah like 
they definitely picked and the wrong person. And her final gift to him. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they took the car, and in all honesty, I'm pretty sure he could care less about the car. Couldn't care. Yeah. But like, it's his cool car. He he will track it down. But mm-hmm. exactly. But he's not. He's not like this. I vow. Yeah. Great movie, though. Like, if you like mm-hmm. action movies, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's a really good action movie, and the sequel is really good. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen part three yet, or at least I don't remember it. So Thrax is going to be like, you saw this movie. Eh, we'll just say you haven't. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I don't remember it. So same thing. And, oh, man, it was just, it was a lot, like emotionally a lot mm-hmm. to watch this man go through the meat grinder in the first 10 minutes of this movie. And then his puppy gets to, and it's like, oh, yeah. That that push anybody <laughs> over the edge, but yep. but they happen to pick the exact wrong person, and everybody who saw the bad guys with the car was like, "You did not take that." <laughs> That's car. something I love too. Like every single person knows except for them. Like mm-hmm. even the dude's dad is like, "Oh, you idiot!" <laughs> so good. What? It's a cool car, and I wanted it. It's like, yeah, no. There are some people you don't mess with, and the people who have. Body disposable disposal men on speed dial are the exact <laughs> wrong people you're stealing mm-hmm. a car from. Exactly. I mean, absolutely love it. Cop shows up to find out what the disturbance yeah. is. Hey, John. Hey. Everything cool? Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I've done my due diligence. Mm-hmm. It was, um, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, dude, if the guy has that cool car and your dad's is a car thief ring and nobody's taking this car maybe you want to think a little bit about why your dad the master car thief has not taken this car exactly probably a good idea mm-hmm. but um so switching over i did say that i was going to talk about detroit become human and yeah. if you want to talk about potential emotional pitfalls as well oh man so I, I I think I've talked about this game when I first started playing it like a while ago, how it's, um mm-hmm. you know, got all the different branching pathways and, and a bunch of different stuff yes. that you can do. So, yes, I remember. So I, I'm like, OK, I finished the Mass Effect trilogy. I'm like, I should probably finish Detroit Become Human. I'm not that far away from the end, probably. So I go through and I'm still playing as the three different characters doing, you know, doing my shtick and stuff. And the whole game is about, you know, like this this uh, robot uprising about how they don't want to be slaves, how, you know, they have their true AI. They deserve freedom and all this. And like, yeah, I'm playing everything this way that I that I can. The 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 um, Claire robot is running around trying to escape the United States and get to Canada with this little girl uh, that, you know, she saved because the little girl like killed her dad because of abuse and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running around as, uh, Marcus who ends up being like the leader of the robot revolution. And then Connor, who's a cop who's investigating, trying to find all these places, you know, trying to find yeah, all, all, the, yeah. all the robots and stuff. And it's, it's a really cool dichotomy on how you play the game. Yeah. Cause it's like, do you find these fully justified beings who, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they broke the law, but the law wasn't protecting them. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So it finally gets to this point where you do have that confrontation and you get to play, play it through as both sides. And you ultimately get to make the choice as Connor of, do I break my programming or not? And as I've been kind of playing as him throughout the game, I've 
slowly kind of broken my programming already by becoming friends with my partner who's a human who hates robots and like mm-hmm. i got to the point where i saved his life at one point instead of catching the perp and like you know, in in my own playthroughs i'm like doing the things that i think matter to the robot so it kind of built up this personality that i think that he has which would make him actually you know, after reporting all the stuff and confronting Marcus, breaking through his programming and joining the revolution. So that happens, and you know, everything goes to hell because he reported the position before he broke through. And so all the stuff happens and it's really cool. Like it's it's a neat way. Um oh wow. Sorry, I just my sister just texted and uh there's a Carl's Jr. down the street from us that's apparently on fire right now. Oh, I hope you're safe. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally safe. We're like uh, quite a ways away. Um, so this just in yeah. box borders. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, so breaking news for box board. So anyways, uh, everything, everybody scatters and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you pick it back up where all three robots are in the same place. You kind of, you know, go through different things. And it comes to the point where Marcus decides finally, like, okay, for our final, like, you know, our last big push and this entire time that I've been playing, I've been playing it as we're going to be peaceful, peaceful protest. Everything's peaceful. We're not going to fight or anything like this. And it finally gets to the point where it's like um, all the robots are being like rounded up into into camps. They're going to be destroyed at like midnight uh. at this one time or something like it's like, trust me, the, the allegory is totally there and it's completely mm-hmm. blatant in all the different ways of this game. So, yeah, like it's all there. So finally, I'm like, OK, well, this is the choice that I'm going to make because of all this that's happening. I finally made it so that he is going to actually fight. And because I'm like, I got to go save all those other robots. Yeah. So, yeah, this so, isn't about me anymore. It's exactly. About everyone. So then at that point, you talk to Connor and Connor's like, hey, I can go to this warehouse because, you know, he still has access because of the robot that he is. And I can go free the warehouse that's just full of thousands upon thousands of these other robots. So it's like, great. And then Claire, I no, Car- her name's Kara, I think. I don't know why I said Claire. Um, so anyway, she and the little girl and uh, someone else who like kind of went with them, they're still trying to get to Canada. So then, you know, you break off with that story even further and stuff. All three of them play together in some way that like totally defines what the ending is. It's it's amazing. So we go through, we have the whole, you know, violent attack on on this camp and everything um, because of that, like they're successful and that's great. Connor goes down and there's another Connor model who has his partner at gunpoint and you have to choose between freeing all the other robots or choosing to save your partner. Oh my God. The person you've like totally first broke your programming for. Exactly. That's not fair. Well, I'm not even playing it. I'm like, that's not fair. (laughs) No, I, and like, as soon as he walked out, I'm like, Oh, this is the choice I have to make. Okay, great. The, The thing is, Every single time, because uh, I, I played through it once, saw the ending and everything. And then based on some of the choices, I'm like, okay, I want to see how this would affect other things. Yeah. So anyway, so I'll, yeah. get, I'll get to all that That's stuff. That why you replay these things. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh, well, my I, choices really did matter. It, wow. Yeah. And I only did it from like a very like close to the end point because I'm like, I'm not going to play through the whole game again because I don't have that kind of time. Um, yeah. So, so anyways, uh, 
Connor's partner says, do what you have to do, Connor. Don't worry about me. So because of that, I always had him like free the rest of the robots because I'm like, he's on the same page. He understands what's going on, what I'm doing Mm -hmm. here. And he's giving his life up for this. I'm going to do it. So I'm like, great. That's set. I'm not going to choose differently for him because I figure there's probably a way to save him. But anyways, then jumping over to Kara, you're um, you're you steal these tickets of this family who's trying to get on the bus. It's the last bus out of town because everything's going into lockdown. And so you get on the bus. It stops at the Canadian border and you have to go through a security checkpoint. And the thing is is that all the passport people are uh, doing like a a temperature scan because robots come up as, you know, not human, you know, with just a a quick temperature scan. So the idea is very, very efficient and very it seems like something that they go like, oh, yeah, robots run cold. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. They're like 73 where, you know, humans are 98.6. Um, that is a huge difference. <laughs> exactly. You know what? I wish I had that sort of like, you know, heat. Yeah. Heat bleed. Anyways. Um, yeah. So as you're going up there, you have a couple different ways where uh, uh, I think his name is Luther. The, the dude who's traveling with you, you can sacrifice him so that you and the little girl get through or so that Karen, and the little girl get through. There's another dude who you saved earlier who you can like ask him to sacrifice himself so that the three of you can get through. Um, you talk to someone else who that ends up panning out to being nothing. So, yeah. Or you can sacrifice yourself to make sure that the little girl and Luther get through so that you know that she's safe. So my very first playthrough, I know this is a lot of information all no, sometimes you need backstory. Together. Okay. Yeah. So my very first playthrough, again, had um, Marcus go through f- fight as opposed to peaceful protest. Then, you know, Connor released all the robots. And then I had Kara sacrifice herself so that little girl and Luther can make it through. Because as soon as they found out she walked up, they found out that she was a robot. They're all like, she's a robot killer. And then little girl and Luther like walked up and dude didn't even scan them because he's like, oh, it's a little girl. Okay, cool. Go on through. So mm-hmm. they live. Kara didn't. Connor died too. Marcus ended up living. So I'm like, let's try something else. Let's see if I can just get yeah. the three of them through without sacrificing myself just to see what happens. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, and then at the very end, because Connor released all those other robots, basically Detroit evacuates all humans and it's left to be a robot state or robot area or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So backing up. I do the same exact thing for Connor, same exact thing for Marcus, because I don't change those. And then instead of sacrificing Kara, I try to just have the three of us pass by. So we go up to the passport dude and he he does the scan on us. And Kara says, you know, please just let us through. We just want to be free. And then he looks up at the TV at the news and sees the violent fight going on at the camp and decides that we're dangerous because of the fighting that's going on. Oh, so then no. all, all three of them die because spoilers, the, ro- the little girl ends up being a robot anyways. So all, all Luther, Kara and the little girl all get shot and, and killed. So then I'm like, OK, we're going to back up all the way now and do a peaceful protest and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So then again, Connor frees robots, peaceful protest. And then I go with. Can I just have the three of them pass through if it's peaceful as opposed to uh, violent? So then, you know, they walk up, do the same thing, scan it. She says, you know, please just let us through. He looks up at the screen, sees that like 
everything's peaceful. The robots aren't fighting. Public opinion is all with the, the protesters and everything. And he lets you on through to Canada and all three of them live. And I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, that's good. And then because Connor ended up, you know, freeing all the other robots, blah, blah, blah. Everybody leaves. And I'm like, that's, a, that's as much as I'm going to go back through and figure out, you know, what changes what and everything. But it just goes to show that there's so much in this game specifically that you can go through and change with all the different trees. Cause like when mm-hmm. you finish a chapter, it shows all of the branches of everything. Like it, it doesn't tell you what they are, oh, but it shows you all the branches. And I mean, some of them are like, you know, Oh, I went up here and it went further and further and further. And there's like, like eight different paths that branch off into eight more, which branch off into eight more that I never followed. It's pretty yeah, cool. That's just one chapter, one chapter. Yeah. And it had all of those things. Yeah, it's pretty like, crazy. Who knows? Who knows what what changed in chapter 1? What what would be changed from something you did in chapter 1 mm-hmm. to this ending? Yeah, it it turns out that near the beginning uh so Marcus is um I guess owned by like this older gentleman who's like an artist and like he ends up dying and apparently there's a way that he can live. No idea no idea how that happens and with that happening how does that translate into what happens with marcus through the rest of it and stuff i mean there's like Mm -hmm. so much that can happen and change throughout a lot of this game and like if i had infinite time i would just go back through and try all these different scenarios and outcomes and see where they would go Mm -hmm. and what would happen but man it's it's one of the things that i love about the mass effect series is that you know just individual choices changed everything in it those effects cascade through but this is something that has the actual like exact the scale. Exactly. The and it, it scale. shows you exactly where these things change and, and mm-hmm. happen. Like there are paths that branch off, but then, you know, come back to the same point just because you, you know, went a different way. It's like I went right instead of left, but we still ended up, you know, two blocks down or something like that. Yeah. So it's just it, it's really interesting to see. Um, I, I mean, I kind of recommend a playthrough. It's definitely not for everybody. It's not like an action game it's not like that like whereas mass effect i recommend for everybody just to try it because i think it's the best game ever but detroit become human is pretty cool so yeah yeah that sounds really it sounds like one of those things that could really mess with your head too because yeah probably (laughs) yeah and oh man could you imagine a completionist trying to do that game yeah i definitely could i'm just i'm really glad that i i'm signed up for playstation plus because that's how i got that yeah and you know without it i probably never would have played it yeah never would have even given it a second thought yeah so anyways what else are you doing a lot of love and work into a video game though like one singular game that is a lot it's um quantic dream they also did uh what is it heavy rain um that's the one about like the the zodiac killer or something like that um and then there's another one that they did that i don't remember the name of it but yeah, it's just that. That's, and that, how dare you not know everything I know. about everything before coming onto this show? I know. Like, I need to make. I need to make better notes. Simple as that. Oh yeah, because our highly detailed, extensive show notes <laughs> over here. Speaking of, I can see there's another thing on on there uh, under your side. Yeah. So okay. So I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV Shivar. Yeah. And um, Yar. 
And I actually beat the main story quest. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this. So I've done all the big story beats. Just waiting for the expansion. Still don't have it pre-ordered. Because I spent my five bucks on Dropout TV. <laughs> you know, I, but, I don't blame you, though. Because, you know, why yeah. Why drop the five bucks there when you're going to be enjoying content now? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, they just had this big Make It Rain event that I know I mentioned where uh, <laughs> yes. the, gold saucer, the gold saucer was handing out MGP like it was going out of style, right? Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I'm almost out of MGP even after that event because a new thing I've I've just stumbled into this rabbit hole of the card game Triple Triad from Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, well they have it in this game, and the cards are everywhere. And I thought, oh, I have a good number of cards. Nope, I do not have a good number of cards. Really, I have. I had less than 100, and now I have 130-odd, because I have been playing this game <laughs> like like gangbusters. Like, suddenly, it's my new thing to do in the game. I ran... Oh, my... Okay, so first off, I'm spending all my MGP on blind card card packs, because why not have the Magic the Gathering Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh-esque card collecting? Oh, of course. In the game where you've got to buy blind card packs. Woo! Oh my gosh. No, this is bad. I have spent hundreds of thousands of MGP on this. Like hundreds of thousands. Well, let me ask you this. What else are you going to spend it on? Mounts, gear. Do you have a mount? I have several. Well, there you go. You don't need those. Gear? Okay, maybe. Okay, so I was saving up for a million MGP, and I was pretty close. I was at 700,000 MGP. I am not near that anymore. And the cloud, (laughs) the cloud, Final Fantasy VII's cloud, Mm -hmm. he's an MGP card for a million MGP. Oh, man. Yeah. But is he a good card? Or does He's everybody a want to just very cloud? good card. Oh. He's a very good card. He's a platinum card. It's got all this special stuff and on it. And, oh, so I'm going around. I'm spent. I spent two hours trying to get my reputation up with a beast tribe, which are like little, you know, yeah, they earn. No, they're not bad guys. Oh. They're, they're often they're often natives. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're okay. often natives to the lands. In my defense, that... in Final Fantasy XI, the Beastmen were goblins, uh, the big turtle yeah. dudes, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the Beast Tribes are still the same. It's just that, you, can actually you know, talk they're to the them. natives, right? And, yeah, they keep summoning. A big plot point in the story is, like, they are summoning their these these primals to kill you because you keep breaking your word. You're invading their land. You're taking more resources. Mm-hmm. You're you're basically starving them, and it's their only matter of resources to pray to a god, sacrifice half the tribe, and then hope that it beats you. But no, you're the big superhero, so of course you beat them every time, and they get more and more desperate. And it's it's this terrible cycle that they're only now recognizing and trying to break. Makes sense. Okay. So, um, so 
Anyway, so there's a beast tribe and I spent two hours grinding. I, I haven't even unlocked them, honestly, because I just zoomed through to do all of the the main story quests in, in this. I, I hooked up myself with my ninja self and I'm running around this zone getting XP for ninjas while I'm doing it so that I can unlock... Guys, this wasn't even for a card. It was to unlock a triple triad player... <laughs> So that I can then win the cards off them. Okay. Makes sense. Still not there. Two hours. Two hours. No. Not. Oh my gosh. No, I'm underselling it. Because it was two episodes of Pirates of the Leviathan that I was listening to. Four hours. Four hours on just this thing. But I still haven't unlocked the person to to play battle them. And oh my god, you guys. I just realized how much time I spent on that. But, well, here's the thing. If it went by super fast and you didn't realize it, was that time wasted? No, it wasn't time wasted. Exactly. I still need to level my ninja. Exactly. Because, because it's fun to have other things at level cap. And, you know, I, I'm still getting a lot from this. It's not like this is, is... But I just didn't realize how much time I spent doing that. And then... Okay, so they put these cards everywhere because it's part of their game theory, their game. You always go back to old zones. You're always questing in the same areas. Yes, they expand the net map to a new place and you spend a good chunk. Like, you'll spend 80% of your time on the new place. But 20% of your time, you'll spend doing old content because they make it relevant still. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So all these zones, you know, there's not the level one zone town where you just kind of leave and never come back. Yeah. You're always there. <laughs> You're like constantly there. There's the beast world tribes, matters. There's yeah. Yeah. They put these super high level mobs out in the world. And so you're like in the level five zone, but there's like a level 100 and skull guy <laughs> and whole music of the zone changes. And you're like, what's going on? And then you stumble upon him and you see like 900 player characters waiting, just waiting for enough people to get there to take this big guy down. And then you get a magic token to turn in for other things. And it's just, it's nuts. So when triple triad with the new expansions and stuff, again, I didn't pay it much attention. I just got cards every now and then if I was waiting for a queue to pop or something. Yeah. Or I, I'd be in a dungeon and suddenly there'd be a card. There's this card that is, it's the griffin. Not a per, not a, a, a the, griffin, yeah. which is a card I got much easier, but the griffin, who is a villain in a dungeon. I had to run this dungeon three times to get the card. <laughs> <laughs> On top of what I already did leveling and all that way ages ago. But I was like, no, I'm getting this card tonight. It is too integral and too many freaking decks to beat these other people. I need this card. Okay. Hi. I stumbled upon accidentally the worst pug experience I have ever had in any MMO. That's not good. Including World of Warcraft. And it happened in Final Fantasy. That's really not good. Everything that I've heard about Final I, Fantasy is that everybody is welcoming, they're helpful, they're patient, and they're the nicest you can find. And they really are, but I can tell immediately that I ran into a WoW refugee in the bad way 
mm-hmm. and a player with no patience or any empathy whatsoever. So it was me, two sprouts, and a a person in this dungeon who's known as a mentor. And what their job is is they basically are an experienced player who explains things to sprouts. Mm-hmm. And sprouts and are new like, people because of the little icon that appears next to their name. Yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot that. But no yes, worries. they're brand new player characters. It's this whole system that's meant to help them. But honestly, it's kind of a joke to where we call the mentor crown is collectively known as the Burger King crown. <laughs> Cause it's just trash. So we're in there and we're doing this, and this bunny girl we're playing with, you know, she's doing her best, but she's a she's a black mage. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want to move a lot. Yeah, because you have to cast. So they're, and they're so... Con- and I can tell the problem immediately is they're so much concentrating on their rotation and getting it right that they're not noticing that they're standing in the stupid. Yeah. So the first boss we wiped three times. And because... Mostly because of the bunny girl. And hey, you know what? It happens. I I jump into random dungeons in this game without a second thought all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's just not an issue. We're in the last boss and we're, we're we've wiped three times already. And they are telling this person to just log off. She's horrible. She why can't she follow mechanics? I'm like, you aren't calling out any mechanics. How are they supposed to know? The the healer kept getting this collar on them. And you have to DPS down the collar. But they weren't calling it out. And it's really easy to miss unless you are looking for it. This is my third time in the dungeon. So in, in the so same you know night. So do, I know yeah. what to do. But I don't have I don't have this time to call it out. You know, like the person that can't heal or cast and who's also the mentor. Oh, jeez. Go collar. You know, everybody focus on the collar. No, not doing any of that. They're just berating the black mage for missing it which which isn't how you do things so i'm trying to say things about you don't you're a mentor and they're like well my patience is at an end i'm like you didn't have very many much patience to start with you need to calm down i'm not even mad oh you're not mad but you're treating people like this you know it's just one of they call me a loser they run the other sprout off and then when they get the new guy in here after berating me for longer, mm-hmm. they then proceed to call out everything flawlessly as if to paint the picture that the problem was oh, definitely with the black mate. Right? I hate people everything. like that. Yeah. And it's like, see, the new guy agrees. You're being unreasonable. It's like the new guy wasn't here for everything. You know, I don't understand why you're trying to impress the new guy. It's the last boss. Mm-hmm. But I got the card and I reported them, which was Good. actually a first for me in this game. Just calling me a loser because they, the tank was like, I need to finish this dungeon so I can get to the next dungeon so I can level up. And it's like, that's also not how this game is played. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just chain dungeons until you hit max. You know, there's so much else to do. And... That's you know, definitely wild refugee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I've been playing MMOs. I'm like, this isn't Warcraft. You can't expect it. Well, they need to watch a video before they come in. They really don't. This actually. isn't Warcraft. That's what, the mentor, that's what the mentor is for. And this is a leveling dungeon. So. Mm-hmm. This isn't and high the mentor, end rating. 
No, it really isn't. If this was an extreme dungeon, which they have like super extra hard versions of every dungeon, then mm-hmm. yeah, you have to watch a video and you have to know the mechanics, but you know what you're getting into because you're signing up for an extreme. Yeah. This was, this was just, uh, I made it very clear for everybody. I'm here for the card. I've run this a few times. I get it, you know, but I can't do the call outs because I'm not the one being strangled. <laughs> yeah. As soon as that happens, if you're able to notice it, you run over and you start DPSing and your entire time is there hitting mm-hmm. buttons to DPS. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when you are trying out a new class or you're new to the game, you're going to be really focused on your rotation. Yeah, that's how that television. works. Yeah, and you mess up. But, you know, the fact that this mentor ran off a sprout. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a chance just... they might not come back. Yeah, and that's BS. You know, the sprout had a good attitude. They apologized. They did their things. But it just wasn't it wasn't enough for these people. Yeah. And that sucks. That really does. And, you know, that's one of the things that's uh, one event because I can't begin to tell you how much peer pressure I'm getting to play Final Fantasy 14. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, not from you. You are amazing about that. Um, you know, we later t- don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talk about it and, you know, that's fun. Um but like even John, he's not really pushing. I mean, he, he does in his own John way, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that I'm used to that. That's that's normal. But ever since we kind of stopped doing the Azeroth roundtable, I've gotten so many. You should play Final Fantasy 14. You should do this. I'm like, yeah, eventually. I, you I don't Final want Fantasy to do 11. <laughs> exactly. Entirely different game in a lot of ways but similar in so many others so it's like i know you can have one character and play every single job i think that's great it's something i've missed when i switched over to world of warcraft um the biggest difference is is that hey final fantasy 14 has quests that you can do to level up that's amazing final fantasy was okay i'm level 10 now i can finally group up to kill monsters with a group as opposed to solo and I'll tell you, getting to level 10 as a white mage is really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's yeah. not easy to do. In Final Fantasy 14, there's quests. Yeah. I met level to white mage to 15 before the big game changes because they got a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, right. That's what they used to incentivize the players playing to play white mage is, well, at 15, you'll get a mount. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ooh. And I just wanted a unicorn. So I... I leveled it to 15. It was not easy. And now there's more more damage spells you can do and stuff like that, but that's not how it was originally yeah. in both in both Final Fantasy 14 and in Final Fantasy 11. There oh, yeah. you were a healer at the end. Exactly. You had one damage spell and half a damage. I've watched videos of both games how they were back in the day. Yep. You it was so you painful. meleeed your with your weapon and just kept uh-huh. healing yourself. That's how you and, killed and, stuff. Yeah. You healed yourself three times in your turn to be able to melee once to heal yourself like four times on your next four turns to be able to melee once. And since it's mm-hmm. melee, it's doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is like all the peer pressure I'm getting, it's like my, my response is finally, it's constantly just, I'm not playing an MMO right now. No matter how single player focused it is, doesn't matter. 
they yeah. don't need to know that I have Final Fantasy XIV downloaded on my computer with a character made. No one needs yeah, to know that. I, just some of the stupid things I do, like like how my, my bad pet mage has a, a nice fluffy sweater. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Last time uh, we got together, you showed me all your different glamours, and I was very jealous already. Because you know yeah. how much I love Transmog and WoW. I can't imagine uh-huh. like, actually having fun clothes. Transmog. Yeah, transmog is its own endgame. And the fun thing is, is a lot of these transmogs, they're level one, all classes. So you can wear it at level one and any class can wear it. Like my fuzzy sweater I showed you, mm-hmm. level one, all classes. And okay, that big fairy getup, I, I did pay $10 for. That's okay. That was, that, that was ages ago. And I bought it to myself as a gift for like hitting max level or yeah. something. Yeah. Look. I am of the mind where if you want to pay for something that's cosmetic in a game and it's there, there's nothing wrong with that. Like all the people who say that that's where it breaks down and that destroys the game. No, who cares? You You can even pay to power level in this game. You want to be level 60? You go. You want to be level whatever? You you can buy that. And I'm fine with it. I've, I've even bought one. I have level 50, uh, I call them bad pet mages, but there's scholars and stuff. And I paid for level 50 because I just didn't want to do the low level stuff and struggle through all that. That's before they started doing like the, the big XP and road to 70 or 80 and stuff and all of that. I was like, no, I just want to get through vanilla. And I did. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nothing wrong at all. Nope, it's it's actually really handy because I've already done all that content. There are three quests left for the whole zone, <laughs> and I didn't want to fate grind. Dang it! Exactly. I want to be a bad pet mage on my own time. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm doing all this nut stuff. For, I've got to get a group together to kill fate, Ben. I've got to get a group together to kill a fate because it's the only way to get a really good card. And a fate is like a an like a summon. like. No, it's not a summon. It's more like a world zone event. Oh, okay. Where you're in this zone and you have 15 minutes to kill all these enemies before a timer, or oh. you protect the MacGuffin for the uh, in 50, and you have 15 minutes. Oh, of I think a, I stumbled a upon a, a couple of those uh, leveling up way back when when I did like a tri- a, a different trial run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about the game is that they don't explain to you that they're not only teaching you how to play this game, but they're also teaching you how to play an MMO. Yeah. And it can be really slow for people who are very well-versed in MMOs. Yeah, yeah. Which... Redundant and, and tough to get through because it's like, I know all this. Do I really have to do a quest about it? Well, yeah, because you know it, but not everybody else does. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that one of the hardest things about moving from one MMO to another is the fact that there are different systems, even though there are a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. And you may think you know every single system already because you played an MMO. Guess what? There's going to be differences here. Like, just yeah, like the, 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 the simple thing of you don't need to loot things you kill in Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, it's just automatically in your pocket. Everything. The market board, everything. Yeah. So it all just jumps into your pocket, which is great. And if you've done all the quests in the zone, then you there are fates, there are dungeons, there's PvP, which it honestly isn't so bad. A lot of PvP that I jump into is destroy this big rock before they destroy your big rock. Oh, that's nice. There's, yeah. It's it's just nice to run around and play stupid games and be dumb. And 
I honestly get a lot of choice paralysis in this game. Yeah. You know, it's like there's so much to do that it almost feels like there's nothing you can do because everything you are doing isn't everything else. So when I got back into it, I actually wrote down a list of just these are the various activities you can focus on in the game. And if you never feel like doing the first one, move to the second one. Triple Triad didn't even make the list. <laughs> and it is my obsession, you guys. I've gotten 50 cards in and three now days. It is the list. I did, uh, though, hey, uh, so you can enter tournaments, which is an instance where you face off on other players. I play second place. Ooh. I know. That's I didn't good. lose any. I, I did a draw in three of the battles. And then the last battle, I was, uh, I actually won. Hey. And I came in second place. And the only way to get some cards is to place first. So. <laughs> well good luck yeah yeah definitely but oh my god like i needed more right like i needed more i still haven't beaten graveyard keeper <laughs> but i nothing to me <laughs> oh no graveyard keeper remember i was talking oh the about game the sorry I, I was i was thinking that it was something in final fantasy like there's someone who you play cards against like a graveyard keeper somewhere <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a stupid guy who's called the Indolent Imperial, and no, maybe it's the Frightened One. But either way, the stupid Imperial, to be him, I need a card, and to get the card I need, you pretty much need a card he gives you, and there's just no way to win this stupid loop. Okay, so you need to have five years experience on this program that's been out for three <laughs> years. Yes, definitely. Why don't you qualify? Yeah. Why don't I qualify? <laughs> oh, uh, That's pretty cool. And again, at some point, I'll see you in there and we'll have a lot of fun together. Yeah, we will. I just wish I could buy triple triad cards off other players. You can't. They are BOP. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. All you, if you have a bunch of spares and extras, you can just take them to the Golden Saucer and they'll give you MGP for it. But yeah, I can't like go, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars for this million NGP card. It's like, nope, once you buy it, it's yours. Once it drops in your pocket, it's yours. It's just yours. Well, and in theory, that kind of makes it less of a um, pay to win market model. board. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely does. But it's still like, uh, I would like money, please. Well, if I could give you packs of cards, I definitely would. Uh, in fact, <laughs> if I knew where my my actual honest to God Final Fantasy eight physical triple triad cards were, I'd send them to you. But I, oh, that's fun. I don't even know if I still have them, much less if you know they're among my things. That's the oh, same and thing. There's so many weird rules. It's like ascending. The more cards you play from the same family, mm -hmm. like beast tribe, descending. Same and plus always boggles my mind. And same as like the numbers have to actually match on the cards around the card that you place. And then you actually win those cards. Mm -hmm. And then plus means you have to do math. And we all know about me and math. Exactly. So, exactly. so just practice with your math rocks and you'll mm -hmm. be good to go. <laughs> Apparently. So Ben, Ben, I have talked enough about this digital card game within a bigger game. That shouldn't be taking up as much of my time as it is, but there we go. Hey, you know what? Does it bring you joy? Oh, God, yes. I'm then having so much fun. there you go. But 
fact that I need to get a freaking party together to take on this giant turtle thing because he has a chance to drop. He's the only place you can get the card that I want is just it's it's absurd. Ben, it's absurd. It's not. It's called fun. It is fun, but it's like also absurd. Nah, good enough then. Put it in the card pack, please. Just put it in the card pack, guys. Yeah, that could work. Well, I think that uh, it's about time to close up those those gates. What? Yeah. No, the triple triad did it, huh? No, it's not exactly that. It's just that uh, the 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 Detroit Become Human did mixed with the triple triad, mixed with the dropout. Because man, we just love the man. stuff that we're enjoying right now and like to share. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually am really into I'm it sounds dumb to say, but I'm really into all the stuff I'm doing right now. You know, <laughs> it does sound dumb, but it makes but sense. It and makes it's sense. so true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just really into the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Continue doing the stuff that you're doing until next time. And uh, mm-hmm. you know what? Life can't get worse because you're having Don't. fun. Don't. I know it's a weird way to say it. Didn't know where to go. I just went with that. We're going to say, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, you're having a good time. That sounds weird too. Whatever. Okay. And it makes sense. It makes sense. Exactly. All right. So uh, until next time, if you guys want to share some of the things that you're doing, or if you fall in love with dropout TV and want to share it with us, uh, you can always give us a shout out on Twitter. We are at Boxfort show on Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for Eludra specifically, you can find her. She is at Eludra's Pets. If you're looking for me, I'm at Ben Bumhofer. Now, if you're all 280 characters, but that is not enough. Well, hey, you can add on another tweet on top of that or email us. Send those to boxfordshow at gmail.com. Ooh, yes. We do check it. It goes right to our phones, you know. Uh... We were checking spam more often now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if you'd like to hear Ben talk about some other things, like how to be a great dungeon master and player, you can hit him up on DM Discussions. If you want to hear Ben play a really adorable evil bunny, are you still doing that one? Yep, I, yeah. I have it caught up. Just recorded that a last really night. really adorable evil bunny rabbit of... Just murderous mayhem. I, I, I really do love it. It is at... Um, Plus five to hit. Uh, we are, thank you. We're doing our interlude. We have uh, to finish up a, pretty much a, a combat encounter. And then uh, we're going to be going back to our uh, game that is already in session and Rhyme of the Frost. I'm going to miss this evil campaign, Ben. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm, oh my gosh. I'm going to miss it. Rufus is great. I mm-hmm. love it. I... You know what? I, I tried to use divine intervention for the very first time ever on a cleric character. Oh, and how did that work? Uh, you know what? You'll have to find out. Yeah, I will, huh? Dang it. No. Ah! We just recorded last night. It's not going to be released for like two weeks, so I can't give yeah, that much yeah. of a spoiler. Yeah, it's too big. Okay. And uh, Azeroth Roundtable is closing up. Probably yeah. will have already aired the the ultimate final episode by the time this is posted yep, final episode of that uh we're going to be recording it live on uh, august 27th i'll try to get this up before then okay <laughs> if not hey you know what uh that episode will be available online if yes not. it will because you know yes but you won't be able to participate yeah that's true yeah that's true 
But uh, Eludrid has been an absolute treasure talking to you. I always have a lot of fun with this. So thank you so much. Same. You are awesome. And as I say that, I'm pulling the cardboard chain to raise my drawbridge. Yep, same over here. It's sad, but hey, Ben, I found colored saran wrap so we can have stained Ooh. glass. Stained glass windows. I'm all for that. Board. All for that. Yeah. yeah it's so going to be great. So everybody, until next time, as always, be good to each other. Thanks for listening. And goodbye.